It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 7 to nothing. First shutout of the year for Vegas and first shutout of the year for Aiden Hill. 41 saves on 41 shots. A couple of multi-goal performers in Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, and William Carlson. And to help us break this one down further, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? There's no shortage of standout performers tonight. So who stood out to you? Oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, t- I mean, it's Mark Stone. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I'm going to cut myself off because Bruce Cassidy is about to talk. All right. Let's go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. They can be at their most dangerous when they're flying through the neutral zone. And it seemed like you kind of used <coughs> that against them tonight. I guess what, what were you most happy with in the neutral zone? And why do you think the game played out like that for you? Yeah, that's an area that we focused on. Um, you know, we re- revisited some things against Winnipeg because we were off yesterday, some video this morning in our D zone about how they're going to get some attempts from up top, but try to limit the slot ones. And then, the, you know, McKinnon likes to pop high and then kick it out wide and, you know, f- take the shots from where we want them. So that was number one. And then staying above people, how they go to the boards and then into the middle of the ice, right? And they can really get going quick. In the first period, they had some looks. Byram definitely came late on one I forget who else so it's not like we were perfect at it but we got better as the game went on um, in that area because that that's where they get really dangerous so credit to the guys for you got to have a defensive mindset when, when you're not able to create a, a, a turnover on your original four check you can't go diving down uh, four on four we did once cost us a rush <clears throat> so as I said as the game went on we corrected some of that, and I thought did a better job. And then, obviously, in the second period, we're very opportunistic. Ken, Ken Bulky, Sinman, Not Vegas. Power play starting to click a lot more. Like, what, what do you feel like is going right recently? We're executing better. Uh, that's for sure. Even the first one tonight, we didn't score. We moved it well around, and then didn't force a play. We moved it around, then got it to the right guy. And then you make a bit of a risk play that's worth a reward, right? So I think before <coughs> we were putting the cart before the horse in terms of trying to make the, the high-end play right away while teams were set. So got to get the move and create some lanes. Um, and then the uh, the goal we scored was a good seam, right? It's, it's executing the pass, executing the shot. We've missed on some of those shots this year. Um, so good for the guys for recognizing who the open player was and, and sticking with it. <clears throat> Paul. Paul Santos, NHL.com. Bruce, how do you feel complete this game was for your team overall this early in the season? Well, I, listen, I think it was a lot. It wasn't a 7 nothing game in my estimation. We, like I said, we started capitalizing as the game went on with some, especially in the third. And um, I, th- I think, obviously, Hilly had a good night for us. I think we were the better team, but not. I don't think it was a 7 nothing game. So we're going to take the win <clears throat> and enjoy it. And um, especially Jack, he hadn't finished for a while, so I'm happy for him. Some couple of Good, solid goal. Stoney shorthanded. Obviously, um, a lot of positives. Uh, Carly's been good all year, and um, I like that his wingers were able to help him out there and make some plays, so they got to feel good about their game. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> as I said, it's a win, and you know we have to take the good from it and then get ready for you know a, a rested and and a team that's playing a confident uh, Ducks team. So um, don't have. Don't have very much time to enjoy it, but again, a good win, but we're not going to overvalue this, I guess, to answer your question. It's, like I said, we got the two points, and let's start thinking about our next opponent. 
Morning, Lingo Rubber Report. Bruce, um, obviously a big win tonight. Um, <coughs> having lost some regulation, how, how, would you, uh, how do you manage to keep the team humbled? Well, I think you, you heard the responses out of our guys earlier this week after the Montreal game. We knew we weren't at our best, so they, I don't have to, right? I mean, I acknowledge it in game and to try to get them refocused, and they knew it after the game. And there's been other games this year we've found ways to win, played well enough, which is the mark of a good team, and then bounced back to play, which is a mark of a humble team. We didn't get ahead of ourselves. So uh, I think it's in the locker room. And when it starts to get away from a bit, that's my job to remind them to, hey, respect the game, respect your opponent, respect the game, play the right way. Um, and, and I think we usually do a pretty good job of getting ourselves back on track with that. Chris. Hey, Bruce. Chris, Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brady McNabb is a guy who, when he was in juniors and, and coming up, he was he had some offense in his game, but – he, he one time told me he knew he wasn't going to make it in the league as, as an offensive defenseman, and defense became more his foray. But this season, he seems to have added a bit more of that offense into his game. Could you just speak about, I mean, his play tonight, and then just speak about what you've seen from him offensively? Yeah, what he brings for us is a compliment to Theo in terms of shot blocking, uh, doing the dirty work. He's great in front of the net. Um, he's got a good hockey IQ, so he, he makes good decisions with his first touch. And that's where some of his offense originally starts. With, with, where you can use him with offensive lines. Some defensemen just, you can't, right? They can't get the breakout started. And he, he's good at, in the neutral zone of getting the puck to Theo at the right time and the offensive blue line as well. He, he's got a good mind for the offensive part of things. Like pucks find him in the zone. That's not by accident. He's in the right spots. He just doesn't have the big hammer that maybe Theo has or Hager and, and Whitey coming down the wall that sh that that shot to to beat goaltenders clean so that's a bit of where where Naber misses out is that um you know that's something he'll keep working on but offensively he's in the right spots he sees it all the time um and he will he will contribute that way it's just usually has to be closer to net for him than maybe some of the other guys but uh, he does not have to bring a lot of that to be honest for us to be successful but when every player brings a little bit more than other than their strength, that's you know when you know you have something good as well. Take one more if you have one. Nope. Thanks, Bruce. All right. Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 7 nothing victory by the Vegas Golden Knights over the Colorado Avalanche. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 7-0. Vegas now 11-0-1-23 out of a possible 24 points, as we've said now for the better part of a week and a half, two weeks, it's as close to being perfect as you can be without being perfect. Like The Golden Knights have dropped one point in the standings. That's it. All season long, 12 games. So, you know, you look at that, it, it's been a great start for the Golden Knights, and I think you're, you're kind of 
inching closer to that that breakoff point where everything that happens from now on or or everything that's happened that was the start of the season now you're into the meat of it now you're into the grind of an 82 game schedule and for the golden knights i mean you look at the work that they've done to bank these points it's going to pay dividends not now not in this moment but later on in the season where there will be dips there will be times where even if the golden knights are playing well the the points may not be there the games the wins might not be there you've got all these these points banked already and that's just great stuff from the golden knights this was a, a solid performance all the way around the post-game injury report is brought to you by umc the exclusive hospital the vegas golden knights uh, will carrier was able to come back into the lineup tonight for vegas he missed Thursday's game against the Winnipeg Jets with uh, with an illness, but able to get right back in there for the Golden Knights. Zach Whitecloud skated earlier today in a red non-contact jersey. Will not play this weekend, but it looks like Whitecloud's getting closer and closer. Nick Haig did not play tonight. Don't expect them to play tomorrow. We'll kind of get a, uh, an updated timeline, I would imagine, early next week on Nick Haig. And maybe the same thing for Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh still unable to go for the Vegas Golden Knights. So again, you, know, you look at this game, right? It's a 7 nothing victory over Colorado, and the Golden Knights were down three regulars. Three guys that, if healthy, would be in the lineup. This is, again, what we've been talking about all season long. We say that this team is deep. We don't just mean at the NHL level. We mean that it extends beyond the NHL level. The Braden Pahals, the Caden Korzaks, the Pavel Dorofievs, players that are in the lineup making an impact on a night-to-night basis to help this team to an 11-0-1 record. Again, it's wild. They haven't dropped a game in regulation through the first 12. Pretty crazy stuff from the Golden Knights. Let's get into the highlights. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights would go to the penalty kill late in the period, and Aiden Hill would make his best save of the game early on against Miko Rantanen. From the draw, backhander, kick save by Hill! Great look from Miko Rantanen, who smacks his stick. Right pad saved by Hill. Then the Golden Knights would push the pace on the penalty kill, and Captain Mark Stone gave them the lead with a shorthanded goal. Knights still in the zone. Petrangelo, Stevenson for Stone. Didn't connect. Stone has it. Back behind the Colorado goal. McNabb centers. Stone scores! Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. 1-0 Golden Knights. 3-10 to go in the first period. Mark Stone's third goal of the year, a shorthanded goal from Braden McNabb and Chandler Stevenson, 16:50 into the first period, made it one to nothing Vegas. And the Golden Knights would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and just like they did on Thursday against the Jets, the Golden Knights absorbed the push from the Avalanche and responded in kind as Jack Eichel extended Vegas's lead midway through the period. Petrangelo fires to the right side of center. And now Eichel gets the pass. He scores! Marcia Soda Eichel! 2-0 Golden Knights! This time it's Petrangelo to Marcia so to Eichel. And Vegas leads by 2. 10.25 to go in the second. Jack Eichel's fourth of the season from Jonathan Marcia so and Alex Petrangelo. 9.35 of the second period made it 2 to nothing. Vegas. And the Golden Knights took the momentum from a strong penalty kill to break the game wide open on William Carrier's third goal of the year. Colorado, trouble coming out. Stevenson for Stone. Extra pass. Score! Carrier! Three goals in three games for William Carrier. 3 nothing Golden Knights. Seven minutes to go, second period. 
William Carrier from Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson, 12.57 of the second period, made it 3 to nothing. Vegas, and less than a minute later, the Golden Knights struck on the power play as Jack Eichel scored his second of the period. Knight set up on the left. Marcheseau there with Eichel, who protects it brilliantly, hands it back for Theodore, to the right for Stone, looks back to the left, one-timer score! Jack Eichel, two goals, this one on the power play, 4 nothing Golden Knights! Power play goal for Jack Eichel, his fifth of the season for Mark Stone and Shea Theodore. 13-49 of the second period made it 4-0 Vegas. And then late in the period, Aiden Hill, another couple of, of saves. Pahal lost it out in front. Hill way out of his crease, smothers the loose puck. Whoa, he outweighed O'Connor. He got the whistle eventually well outside the crease. And look out, Wood and Pahal go at it in the trapezoid beside the cage. So the Golden Knights would take that 4-0 lead into the third period, and they would find themselves on the penalty kill early in the third again. And for the second time tonight, Mark Stone scored a shorthanded goal. Stevenson engages. Stone knocks it free. Stone after the loose puck. He's into the zone. Shorthanded again. Stone scores! Oh, my goodness! Looks to the crowd. Pumps both fists. Two shorthanded goals for Mark Stone. Nothing, Golden Knights. Second shorthanded goal of the game for Mark Stone, his fourth of the year for, at 3:22 of the third period, unassisted, made it five to nothing Vegas. And later in the period, William Carlson extended his point streak to nine games with his fifth goal of the year. Three on two coming ahead. Thorofiev sets up Carlson. He shoots and scores. Nine game point streak for William Carlson. Six nothing Vegas over the Avalanche with under 11 minutes to go in the third period. William Carlson's fifth of the year from Pavel Dorofiev, 9-13 to the third period, made it 6 to nothing Vegas, and that line wasn't finished as Carlson added another late in the third. Amadio is parked in front, got it to Carlson, and he scores! Roof job, William Carlson from the left goal line, 7-0 Golden Knights. Two goals in the third period for William Carlson. William Carlson's second goal of the period, sixth goal of the season from Pavel Dorofiev and Michael Amadio. 14-43 of the third period made it 7-0 Vegas, and all that was left in this game was the final call. To the right circle, a drive, kicked out by Hill. Seven seconds, Hutton uses the boards. Out high, in the middle of the shot, stops, and the clock runs out. It's a 7-0 shutout. The first shutout of the season for the Golden Knights belongs to Aiden Hill. 7 to nothing. the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche to improve to 11-0-1 on the year. 23 out of a possible 24 points in the standing. The Golden Knights next in action tomorrow, 5 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks. That's going to be a trickier game than I think a lot of people anticipate, but it is going to be the second look for the Golden Knights at the Anaheim Ducks so far this season. Aiden Hill, 41 save shutout. A couple of goals from Mark Stone shorthanded. A couple of goals from Jack Eichel. A couple of goals from William Carlson. It's a four-point night, actually, for Mark Stone when you kind of break everything down. A couple of assists as well as those two shorthanded goals. 
no shortage, again, as I mentioned, of standout performers. I think you look to Mark Stone, what he was able to accomplish. You know, you just kind of knew coming into this game that there was going to be something special from the captain. He plays really well and has throughout his career against Colorado tonight. No different. And you know what? There's going to be people that look at this and they're going to say, oh, man, it was a 7 nothing game. You just heard from Bruce Cassidy. I'm glad that he said it. It wasn't a 7 nothing game. Like, the Golden Knights were opportunistic, sure. The Golden Knights took care of uh, their their special teams. They were great there, absolutely. But this isn't a, a stinker of a game from Colorado. Like, I'm not going to listen to any of that. This was a game where the Colorado Avalanche did show up. Aiden Hill was better than Colorado's offense. The Golden Knights def- defensively were better than what Colorado had to offer up offensively. And Vegas was just the better team everywhere. It wasn't perfect right? But it certainly was a game where the Golden Knights didn't just take advantage of a Colorado team that was off their game. The Golden Knights went out into this one and took the game from Colorado. They were better than Colorado in all three zones, and it was, in my estimation early on here, a pretty big statement from the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the VGK Postgame Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 7 to nothing. Vegas 11-0-1 on the year, 23 points. Out of a possible 24 points, they've dropped just one point in the standings. It's pretty remarkable through the first 12 games for the Golden Knights. Next in action tomorrow night, 5 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks. You know, I... It's interesting, right, because we talk about Anaheim as a team that is on the rise later. Not on the rise now, like on the rise later. We expect that at the end of the season, the Anaheim Ducks are going to be toward the bottom of the Pacific Division. But early on, that's not the case. 6-4-0, 12 points for the Anaheim Ducks. They are in a wild card spot, and I know it's way too early to look at the standings here, but the fact of the matter is the Anaheim Ducks are playing well, right? Like, this is a team that has been playing well, and they've won five in a row. So there's high-end skill with Anaheim. They're rested, as Bruce Cassidy just talked about, whereas the Golden Knights are getting on a plane. They're traveling to Anaheim, and they will be playing the third game in four nights and the second half of a back-to-back. Now, the Golden Knights, historically, on the uh, on the back half of a back-to-back, are very, very good, but the fact still remains, like, tomorrow tomorrow night's going to be a tough one for the Golden Knights. It really is, and, like, I don't want to I don't want to call it a letdown because you played pretty well, really well tonight against Colorado. You want to keep that going. You want to live up to the standard that you've set for yourself if you're the Golden Knights, and there's a couple of plays that I want to point to that kind of identify what that standard is. Okay, it's a 6 nothing game. There's 6 minutes and 27 seconds left in the game. Game number 12. Alex Petrangelo, early on in the game, blocked a shot with his hand and was on the bench in pain, and it looked like it might be a situation where Petrangelo had to leave the bench. He didn't leave the bench. He stayed on the bench. He shook it off, gets right back out there. And then again... We're talking middle second period this happens to Petrangelo. 
blocking a shot. And it's a 6-0 game with 6.27 left. A 6-0 game with 6.27 left in game number 12. And Alex Petrangelo blocks a shot and then scrambles to block a centering attempt out of play to make the right play and not cheat the game. You heard Bruce Cassidy talk about how do you keep this team humble, right? Like how do you keep this team in a position where they're respecting their opponents, where they're respecting the game, where they understand that winning on a night-to-night basis isn't a given. And that's hard because all the Golden Knights have done really since the All-Star break last season is win hockey games. The run is ridiculous. It's impressive for sure. And the start of the year has been nothing short of an extension of what they did in the postseason, what they've done since the All-Star break. But the Golden Knights, I, I don't think you need to police them because you've got to play from a player like Alex Petrangelo in a 6 nothing game where no one's going to look the other way if you take those two plays off. No one's going to look at you any differently if you say, nah, if the shot gets through, it gets through. Aiden's been great. But he puts his body on the line to help get one play closer, two plays closer to a clean sheet, a shutout for Aiden Hill. What does that signify to me? Well, it signifies, number one, that this team's not taking anything for granted. They're not taking any plays off. They are trying to find a 60-minute game. The other thing that it tells me is that they're playing for one another. They are not playing for themselves. They are not playing for individuals. They are playing for each other. And that's a bond that you can only create when you've won together. And it's a bond that's strengthened because the Golden Knights returned essentially everybody from the team that won. So the expectation isn't to take a playoff. The expectation isn't to look at the score effects, isn't to look at what, the, what the, the individual game is in the moment. You do not take plays off. And that was, that was succinctly what the Golden Knights did tonight against the, the, the Colorado Avalanche. And it was one of their leaders in Alex Petrangelo. When you have every opportunity and no one would bat an eye, If you took those two plays off, Petrangelo didn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He refused to do it. He set the standard. And that's what the Golden Knights were talking about at 9-0-1. Being unhappy with how they got there against the likes of the Montreal Canadiens. And how they let those games get closer than they needed to be. And how they were able to get away with things. And how their standards are incredibly high. You got a glimpse of what that means on the ice, in a play that didn't result in a goal. On a play that didn't bring you out of your seat if you were a fan. It's the details in the defensive zone that set the Golden Knights apart from anybody else right now in the National Hockey League. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 7 to nothing. a 41-save shutout for Aiden Hill. Two shorthanded goals 
for Captain Mark Stone, a four-point night for him. Jack Eichel, a pair of goals. William Carlson, a pair of goals. He extends his point streak to nine games. Ties the franchise record. Can set the franchise record tomorrow when the Golden Knights take on the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim, a 5 o'clock puck drop there. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. I thought the Golden Knights were, were pretty good through the first 8 to 10 minutes of the first period. They had a couple of power play opportunities. Alexander Georgiev uh, was solid on those. The Golden Knights were moving the puck well on the power play. Uh, and then, it, like, it was weird because it, it was kind of herky-jerky at the, the, the second half. It was... Colorado kind of working themselves back into the game. They get a power play, and then the Golden Knights penalty kill just kind of takes the game over, right? And then you get a one one nothing lead going into the, the second period, and then the Golden Knights are opportunistic. They get a, a nice rush from Jack Eichel. They get a, a, a power play goal, and I think the Golden Knights won the game in the second period. They really did. They were opportunistic. They finished their chances, and they did a great job through the majority of this game taking away the middle of the ice from the Colorado Avalanche. And when you take away the middle of the ice, it makes Colorado that much less effective when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net. So the Golden Knights now 11-0-1, 23 out of a possible 24 points. And as we mentioned, next in action tomorrow, 5 o'clock in Anaheim, against the Ducks. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 7-0. The final score, the Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche. Really looking forward to this game. I really was. The last two Stanley Cup champions facing off for the first time. Everyone's relatively healthy. Most excited I've been for an early November game in a long time. And the Golden Knights went out and just made a statement. Now, you're not going to overvalue this, right? It's one game out of 82. But to me, the Golden Knights wanted to bring their best in this game tonight. And to this point in the season... It's probably their most complete game. Take the win. You're going to feel good about it. You get some guys that are, are going. But, you know, to me, I, I think that this was a statement from the Golden Knights. They went out there and they just flat out beat the, the Colorado Avalanche. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're talking about a defending Stanley Cup champion starting the season 11-0-1. 23 out of 24 points. I'm expecting full calls. Bring it tonight, just like the Golden Knights brought it to the Colorado Avalanche. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? 
message received, that uh, monologue that you had about three, four, five minutes ago says everything about tonight's game. Alex Petrangelo didn't even need to reappear in the game, let alone make the play he made. Yeah. But yet he came back, and, and look what he did. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I, again, like, you know, it's it's funny, right, because you, you hear a team after going 9-0-1 talk about how they're not happy with their game, and you're like, okay, come on. Like, how much better can you be? You're getting the results. Like, it's early on. Relax. It'll be okay. And Mark Stone said it. Their standards are high. When you win a championship – you expect to be there every other year that you play. It's why you get up. It's why you come back. It's why you want to play this game. And so Alex Petrangelo doing what he did in game number 12 at 6 nothing with six and a half minutes left, it tells you everything you need to know about what this team is, is wanting out of this season. It's nothing short of a Stanley Cup. And, and I know that major league players in every sport don't, at any point, like to give billboard material out. The Knights are exemplary in that regard. Boy, they will not say anything to, that sounds braggadocious. I mean, no matter what they do. Isn't that mm-hmm. something? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. And, you know, to, to a degree, Mike, I would argue they still feel like they've got something to prove. Like, even though you've won, now the the question is, well, can you do it again? Right? Did you catch lightning in a bottle? Did was it was it the opponents in, in the in the the path and all that stuff? Like everyone kind of talks themselves out of giving credit to an eventual champion, and it's not just the Golden Knights. Like people did that with Tampa Bay, people do that with Colorado. Um, to me, it's it's again no no different. The mindset hasn't changed. Let's go out and prove that we can do it again. We did it once. We got to prove everybody wrong that we can do it again. And, and that's exactly the path that they're taking. I've got a homework assignment for anybody who wants it. The last time we turned the clocks in one direction or another, what is our record since then? I'd like to hear it for if somebody wants to do the research. All right, Mike, thanks uh, Thanks for the, the call. I appreciate that. Um, boy, oh, boy. Uh, I, I imagine there's a lot of winning. That's that's what I'll say. Uh, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? I mean, I can't complain. It's seven nothing over Colorado. It was, I hyped this up as a really big game, and the Golden Knights deliver. Mark Stone, my knight to shine, has four points. Was this close to a shorthanded hat trick? Like, come on, I. Yeah. What am, what am I going to complain about? <laughs> I know it, it's really hard because, uh, like, you ask who's the standout, right? But mm-hmm. this is a game that, like, who isn't standout? Yeah. Like, Really, who is it? Um, but honestly, Mark Stone with two shorthanded goals. I, you know, going into this season, a lot of us were worried, you know, what is our PK going to look like? Because Riley Smith was a very big part of that. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I think that we have figured out what we need to do and are doing pretty dang well on the PK. You know, I, I'm with you. And Jack Eichel was a big reason why I wasn't worried. Like, Riley Smith is a great penalty killer. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but Jack Eichel has the motor, he has the IQ, and he's got the ability to finish. And I know that Jack doesn't score the the penalty, the shorthanded goals tonight, but like he has been a big reason why the Golden Knights have been so successful early on on the penalty kill. And then you couple that with the the smarts of Mark Stone. Every time the Golden Knights throw 
a, a different unit over the boards on the penalty kill, not only are they going to kill off the penalty, but they're a threat to score. Yeah, I mean, I honestly was listening, and then after we scored, I think it was the second mm-hmm. shorthanded goal, mm-hmm. um, play was continuing, and it was DGK putting the pressure on again, and then eventually Dan said, oh, and the penalty expires, and I was like, oh my god, that's right, we're still on a penalty kill. Yeah, and, and thanks, Stephanie, for the call. One of the other points that kind of exemplifies that is is Mark Stone's first goal of the game, so the first goal of the game that did happen on the penalty kill. It wasn't a traditional shorthanded goal, not by any stretch. Like, Stone had a rush that he set up for Stevenson. They don't score. Then you get another opportunity. You don't score. Then you go low to high in the offensive zone while killing a penalty, and it's a s- s- uh, shot pass from Braden McNabb on the tape of Mark Stone, who's all alone in front of Alexander Georgiev, shorthanded. It was like the Golden Knights had a power play, yet they were shorthanded. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Brock. Hey, Brock, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm afraid I'm doing too good. That's why I need your help, Ryan. Oh, boy. Well, obviously, we all know how good the Golden Knights are doing. Um, I'm originally from the, the state of Oregon. My Oregon Ducks are doing well. Mm-hmm. I need you to humble me because both of my teams are doing too good. Like, what what do I need to do in life? What do you, what we're, do you... we're playing too well right now. <laughs> well, well, okay, number one, like, enjoy it, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start there. Like, take a breath. <laughs> In through the nose, out through the mouth, and then just say, like, this is fun. This is awesome. I'm a fan of two teams that are doing amazing work early on in the season. Now, to your larger question, it's hockey, okay? It is hockey. The Golden Knights have been great in terms of what their record indicates they are. 11-0-1, that's fantastic. But I'm guaranteeing you, like, at some point in time, the Golden Knights are going to play way better for a 10-12 to 12 game stretch than they are right now. And they are not going to get anywhere close to an 11-0-1 record. Why? Because hockey. It's chaotic. It's random. Sometimes it makes no sense. You can play well and lose. You can play poorly and win. That's what hockey is. So, right now, Brock, enjoy it. And just understand that, like, at some point, hockey itself will humble you. And then you can kind of lean into, oh, okay, that's what Ryan was talking about. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, I, I, I started getting a little too ahead of myself. I mean, like, oh, how early can we cleanse the President's Trophy? But I obviously, watching how the, the Boston Bruins are playing, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fight. But, yes, you're, you're 1,000% right. It is, this is way too good of hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything will balance itself out, but this is this is just unreal what we've been able to experience in the first part of this real this year so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, Brock. Thanks for the call. Um, again, most important, enjoy it, enjoy it. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. We've got lines open. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Did you learn anything tonight? I'll throw that question out there. Like, I'm not going to overvalue the win, but uh, I'm curious if you learned anything about this Golden Knights hockey club. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 7 to nothing. The finals, Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas improves to 11-0-1 on the year, 23 out of a possible 24 points. Next action tomorrow, 5 o'clock in Anaheim against the Ducks, 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Jack. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Pretty good, Ryan. How about you? I'm doing well. So uh, this team just continues to blow our minds. The superlatives, if you were to look back, not just the playoffs, but in the you know the weeks leading up to it, the numbers are just staggering. I mean, they've been playing like at a, I don't know, 800 percentage or something like that. Um, so we're just getting used to all these crazy numbers. But here's one tonight that kind of got the short shrift. I don't know if they made as big a deal out of it as they should, but uh, three multi-goal scorers, um, first time in team history, and that's not a, a shock given the, our history, but. I'm wondering, do you, or if maybe another homework assignment for listeners, does anybody know what the how frequent that's happened in league history? Because I don't think it has all that much. Maybe yeah. a dozen times. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. One I'll, I'll have to do a little bit of digging just in terms of of NHL history. But I, I will say, like, you know, for the Golden Knights, it, it's it's weird how things work out because up until Thursday night, they hadn't had a player record a multi-goal performance at all, all season right. long. And mm-hmm. then you get Jonathan Marsh, so he goes out, he scores a hat-trick, and then tonight you have three players, each with two goals, and William Carlson, Mark Stone, um, and uh, Jack Eichel. And, and all of a sudden you're, you're looking at it like, oh, okay, well, offensively the Golden Knights have found their touch scoring. So uh, it's funny how hockey works uh, sometimes, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to do a little bit of digging to find out uh, how Carlson often Carlson had a great game, but he couldn't even crack the – the top three stars. Yeah, it's 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 funny how that works out, isn't it? Like this was a mm-hmm. this was a game where there were no passengers, and I think that's that's what you get with with the Golden Knights is when they have everybody going at the same time, they're they're really hard to beat. Well, I just want to advise the fans. I'm a little bit of a sports psychologist, but there'll be a, there'll be periods later on where things won't be going as smoothly and. We just have to remember how this was, and the points count just as much now as they do in March. So. Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. Absolutely, Jack. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. You, uh, you're right. These points matter just as much as they're going to in March and April. So, uh, well done. Great, uh, great job there. Let's go back out of the phone lines. Bring in Andy. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Hey, uh, Ryan. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Awesome. Um, so, I wanted to get your opinion on this goalie tandem. I mean, uh, at it, honestly, I kind of had my not real doubts, but you know, it's still a little bit shaky when you when you're going into this season. You know, as, as you, you're wondering if that was just something that we kind of you know caught fire at the end. But is this something that you think can be sustained throughout the year with these two guys just playing you know out of their minds? It, it's it's been real entertaining to watch. I just hope that they can continue this this you know this streak that they're on. Uh, you know, I, I hope that they can continue to, you know, get these shutouts and at least play good. Um, also, this, this system, is this, is this a product of the system or is it them just being actually good goaltenders? You know, Andy, I, it, it's a really intriguing question. And I think that it, it, it kind of, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, right? Like, I think that the system for the Golden Knights is awesome. 
I just do. I think it's amazing. I think that when they are playing well defensively and they're pack in the middle, it makes the goaltender's life a little bit easier. You understand where the pressure points are going to come from. You know where your release valves are, and you know where the shots are, are really going to uh, have the most danger. And I think for a goaltender like Aiden Hill, who's a little bit uh, – he's, he's a big guy. He's a tall guy. He can read the play so well. He, he's got – He's such confidence, and he's, he's so calm in his demeanor. I think that he allows the game to come to him, and that's why he's been so successful with the Golden Knights. Well, Logan Thompson's a little different. Logan Thompson is a little bit more athletic, I guess you would say, than, than Aiden Hill, and yet he's incredibly successful inside of the system too. So I think the system plays a large part. The Golden Knights are really strong defensively. They're really structured. They don't cheat the game. They they lay out to block shots, as we talked about with Alex Petrangelo. Um, I think that it's a, a product of two goaltenders understanding the system and the system playing to the strengths of their goaltenders. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for the call, Andy. That's a great one. Uh, to, to answer your question a little bit more succinctly, do I think that this can hold up over an 82-game season? I absolutely do. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm doing fantastic. All I can say is go Knights, go. That's <laughs> our guys. I'll tell you what. They're, even though tonight, as much as we've done all year, they still had us as underdogs mm-hmm. against um, Colorado, which I cannot believe, but that's okay. Let them keep, you know, disrespecting us. It doesn't matter, and our guys are just going to play it to their advantage no matter what. Mm-hmm. because that's crazy. And then, too, I was just hoping in my mind, I didn't want to think of much but I was, that Hill would get the shutout, which yeah. he did. Yeah. The only thing that could have been any better is if all our guys scored a hat trick that had their two goals. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> plus, plus, plus that would have given us the 10 goals, like I think Pittsburgh got it yesterday, and that's some type of record as, many, as goals scored in an NHL game during regular season. But mm-hmm. Riley Smith this score the first two goals of that game for them too so yeah. bless his heart anyway that's about it i just right. we're gonna i know tomorrow's gonna be tough for him because they're probably going to be exhausted because time goes back mm-hmm. plus it's a two hour earlier game but they'll they'll come through they will all they're right gonna keep going and going so thank you all so right. much thanks for thanks right. for the call marianne i appreciate it um always a, a beacon of of positive energy and you know i i assume that marianne's advice to brock who called in earlier and was like things are going too well what do i do i think marianne would be like enjoy the ride kid enjoy the ride all right let's go back out of the phone lines bring in michael hey michael how you doing i'm doing good after a great goal nice one how you doing uh can't complain buddy so i actually have a statement and a question okay statement is i feel like we have the best goalie duo in hockey right now. Yep. And then I feel like we're more aggressive with the puck this year because we have we have to prove that the championship last year was not a fluke and that we're trying to um, make it back-to-back. What do you think, Ryan? Um, when you say more aggressive with the puck, what like in the in the defensive zone, in the offensive zone, neutral zone? I, like where... I, I, I feel like we're, we're more cohesion as a defense mm-hmm. once we get the puck like we we can't be stopped yeah you know what i thanks for the call michael i i i i get what you're saying i think that they're more comfortable in the system it's second nature now right like when when bruce cassidy was brought on 
and implemented his system, implemented his changes. There was a lot of coaching. There was a lot of teaching that was happening in the first 25, 30, 35 games of the year. And then once the Golden Knights kind of got to that all-star break and then came out of the all-star break, it felt like the system became a little bit more automatic. And when that happens, it allows you to not just play within rigid rules, but understand when to maybe break those rules and, and kill plays a little bit earlier than what you would do if you were just kind of staying passive in the system. And I think for the Golden Knights coming into this one, because they played so late, because the offseason was so short, you you don't really have time to forget what you're supposed to do. You just fall right back into it. And I think that they just really have a great understanding of what they need to do and how they need to play. And they're playing to that level right now. So a great observation there, Michael. Thanks so much for the call. Really do appreciate it. Uh, We'll take a break and uh, come back with more on the extended post game show, Fox sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 7-0. The final score, the Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche. Mike, 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 I hope you're listening. I did the homework. That's right. I am a talented, talented person. Oh, man, I just sounded way too much like Darren Millard. I don't like that. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I did do a little bit of research, a little bit of digging in. Mike, I have the answer to your question. Daylight saving time started March 12th, 2023. As you mentioned, Mike, it ends tonight. The Golden Knights, from March 12th until the end of the season, regular season, they went 11-2-3 down the stretch. Then, of course, they went 16-6 in the postseason, and they have started the season 11-0-1. So, regular season, regular season from daylight saving time starting to right now, regular season record is 22-2-4. 22-2-4 during daylight saving time in the regular season. And then, as I mentioned, they went 16-6 and in the postseason. So it's cumulative record. Regular season, postseason, all of it combined. In daylight saving time, the Golden Knights went 38-8-4. That's ridiculous. That's a great place to end it, all right? Uh, I, I don't know what else you need to know. Like, the Golden Knights have been so dominant, it's pretty ridiculous. And uh, they just keep winning games, and they played incredibly well tonight. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's action against the Anaheim Ducks. That puck drop will go at 5 o'clock, which means a 4 o'clock pregame show. But, hey, it'll really feel like 6 and 5 because of daylight saving time. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.